0: Coming up today on the Rundown South podcast, we have senior writer and deputy editor of the Shadow League and the Rundown South podcast alum, J.R. Gamble, to talk some NBA trade deadline and more. Let's get it.
1: The mother guys ain't got no style. We know what's up before we go there. What?
0: What's happening? What it do, folks? What up, though? It's your homie, homie, C.L., and we back live on the Rundown South Podcast. Gotta know that. And i like to thank y'all for joining me. However you're joining me, I do appreciate it. And hopefully you found this podcast from TheRundown.com. That's D-A-Rundown.com. Gotta know that. And if you already got it, hopefully you didn't subscribe on one of your favorite podcast catches and apps. You know, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, name it. We own it already. So today, once again, I have Jr. Gamble from the Shadow League coming on to talk some NBA trade deadlines, moves and maneuvers. You know, we're going to talk a little bit just about the league in general, but it centers around the trade deadline and the moves. And I guess the chess moves that people are making, uh, going into the playoffs. Uh, But before we get into that, uh, there was some technical difficulties with the podcast. So there was a boxing section that got scrapped. So my apologies to you guys in the audience and Jr. There was some, uh, insightful things said, Um, But I was able to save our side conversation about the cultural impact of Michael Vick. So it is what it is when some you lose some. Uh, But before we start that section of the podcast, I would like to do a little bit of house cleaning on the show just to explain a little bit of where I've been and just to put out a shout out to everybody that's been supporting me in the meantime, in between time. Uh, I don't have a prepared statement, but I want to just start by saying, if you haven't taken care of yourself mentally, please do so. You feel like you got an issue, uh, you got something going on inside your head, you know, you're not feeling right, get you some help, professional help if you can. If not, do what you can to to get it out, you know, because when we're not functioning in our best mind it's hard for other people around us to be happy about what we're doing how we do things um it can affect your work and this is a lot of things that i'm telling you from firsthand experience i wanted to do this podcast so many days but for whatever reason my head could not make my body do what it needed to do To make the podcast If that makes any sense Like in my head I'm telling myself Go make a podcast You need to make a podcast It's been a while Since you've done a podcast You've paid money To make podcasts You should probably Get the most for your money None of that Helped me get To the point where I wanted to make podcasts again So that's why I say It's really important To keep yourself Mentally healthy (sighs) Into the details at a later day, but for now, Jared Gamble from the Shadow League. And y'all stay up, man. Let's go. I want to talk a little NBA, a little bit of trade deadline talk, just to see your opinion on a few things. Uh, But before (laughs) I get into that, um, right before the Super Bowl, he put out a piece called The Cultural Rise of Atlanta.
2: Through the Super Bowl.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Now you went all the way back to like 91.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All the way up until this
3: year. As far back as I could go back being that I'm not from Atlanta. Okay. Remember that.
0: I got you, which is okay because and, I'm not originally and from Atlanta. And I
3: didn't Atlanta. have, yeah, and I didn't have a cultural, uh, a, I didn't interview anyone that lives in Atlanta. Also, has lived in there, you know, for years and years and years and years. So I used the best of my knowledge from, you know, visiting there, knowing about the culture, covering sporting events there. I related basically to my career, you know, covering sports, uh, attending colleges, college, black college and going there and experiencing that mixed with the sports. So I, I, it was more my personal experience.
0: and you, you know what? what? that's And that's exactly how it read. So I can't really be mad at you for that. So it's like I,
3: you not being, I'm I'm sure I missed missed some important cultural shifts. Yeah, well,
0: it was, but it's really just one name in particular I was looking for. Okay. And I did the the uh what the the control F to make sure I didn't miss it, but I did not see Michael Vick's name anywhere in that article.
2: You're right.
0: And I felt like the cultural shift, at least for football, and for people to come out the woodworks and claim to be a full-on Falcons fan, started with Michael Vick.
3: Started Michael Vick, and sure did.
0: And just me personally, Mercedes-Benz Stadium is the house that Michael Vick built. You know, right? Because that was the beginning of everybody getting excited about football. It was like, before then, UGA was the biggest football team in Georgia. Mm. And, I mean, it's, it, I guess it could go back and forth depending on what the weekend is like. Uh But for right now, the Falcons are on top, and that is, thank you, Michael Vick. Uh, and, You're his, right. and his legacy is still going through because, you know, you you still see Michael Vick jerseys out every Falcons game you go to. It it has not died at all. So I just wish you would have included that somewhere or squeezed it in. You know, maybe around like that uh that late era around like Ti and Jeezy because they all came up around uh-huh. the same time. Yep. But uh, I would have liked to seen a little bit of a mention for him. But other than that. You did a decent job for somebody who wasn't from Atlanta. All
3: right, thanks, and, and you're absolutely right. Uh, and you don't have to be from Atlanta to remember Michael Vick was probably one of the most influential, you know, athlete in history. And he, he did what he did in Atlanta, so that that's pretty much a glaring omission.
2: Yes,
0: that's that's not <laughs> <I> fair. <feel.
3: laughs> so and, like. And, and as a, and as a dude that's been covering sports for, you know, 20 years and writes multiple stories a day, I'm not afraid to admit that's a glaring omission. Okay. And I thank you for reminding me of that, but we, we, and we have done a lot of features on Michael Vick, so if you check it out, we've done features on Michael Vick, personal video interviews with Michael Vick, so I definitely understand his, um impact. Right, so y'all. On- or people
0: like being Falcons fans, period. Like you said. Right. So it's, you know, I, and I'm, I'm glad y'all do give him his respect. I appreciate everything y'all doing for him, but it's like, uh, my dude was on Facebook. He was at Good Morning Football. Michael Vick was on set. He was about five feet from him. He couldn't be more excited. You know. Right. And that dude, they played in over 10 years. Well, at least mm-hmm. for Atlanta in 10 years. So, man, it's it's still felt the influence is still there. You know, they still, Michael Vick came out to a flag football game at Kennesaw State University yeah. and the thing was sold out. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, it's, it's never going to stop. You know, even up to the Atlanta episode where he's racing people in the parking lot, Michael Vick's cultural importance to the city. Will never be forgotten and will continue on. So, shout out to that man, upset Yeah, shout
3: chart. out to He's still getting like he get major props, and he's still never been anybody like him. Never, man. Never oh. be forgotten, man.
0: All right, man. Let's uh let's talk a little NBA, man. Uh, so uh, All Star Weekend is coming up. Uh. I'm not too interested about the festivities other than, you know, I'm on, I'm gonna watch Quavo ball. I'm gonna see how you right. do. And, uh, <laughs> other than that, I, I really have no real investment. So I, I guess we can go backwards and go toward the trade deadline. Uh, cause I know there's a couple of things I did miss. And then there's also a couple of things I still have me scratching my head. So right. this is my first podcast since, uh, the Christophe Porzingis trade, or well, really since the trade deadline, but really since that, that particular trade. Um, now, did you think that might have been like the most impactful trade of the trade deadline? Or do you see something that made more of a splash? Which one? Which trade? The Christophe Porzingis to Dallas.
3: That, that's the most, um, shocking trade. That's the biggest trade, but the, the most effective trade with Tobias Harris to um Philadelphia. And um, you know, I wrote a story about Elton Brand and how he's the GM of the year. A lot of people don't even know Elton Brand, former Duke players, the GM of Philly. He took over after the yeah. Berner Gate scandal with the uh, former President Colangelo <laughs> you who know, had the burner account ripping their own players oh, and man. it was just so disgusting. That's so crazy. Right? Yeah, crazy, right? You rip you, they, they, you're working for a team, but your, your racist wife, your racist attitude is so strong that you'll rather destroy the team than win a championship. Right. It's, it's unfathomable because at least you know white people want to come to money. They don't see color. Nah. Now I'm not, I'm not saying they're not racist. What I'm saying is when it comes to money, they don't really see color. They can exploit you, black, white, Chinese or red, they're going to do it. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> right. they don't care about that. They're like, whatever. You know, I'll deal with this nigga right now for the time being <laughs> because because you know, he's making me money. He's hot right now. You know the, the level Jay Z and those guys are at. It, uh-huh. it, it's it's always temporary, but get it while you can. Anyway, but yeah, I like the the, the um Elton Brand the trade with Tobias the Bias Harris. That's the big trade. The Porzingis trade is huge, but it'll take time to see.
2: The, the result
3: right. of that trade. It depends on how the Knicks do in free agency. It depends on Porzingis' health when he returns. And if he you know if he is healthy and he fits in nicely with Dallas, then they can be strong. They have some draft picks, they have Doncic, they have at that point they will have a healthy Porzingis. and they're in really good shape to rebuild again. Plus Dallas has always had that international flavor with Nowitzki. So that's a great continuation of the legacy of European greats playing for Dallas. Now, the Tobias Harris trade. Okay, so let's awesome get into that. Because he's bloop, see, he's a player on the rise. When you can get a player that's just becoming an all-star like him, just blossoming, and then surround him with other mm-hmm. all-stars, Philly has as strongest starting five as anybody in the league. Now, that doesn't equate to championship because right. I think style of play wins in the NBA now more than talent. If you can't match the Golden State's style of play with three pointers, where they spread the floor, the way they share the ball, they just they just suited for this style of play. They have the two best shooters in the game on one team, you know, and then they now they added Boogie Cousins. So they're still the toughest team. But Philly has definitely set themselves up for the future, the next two or three years. Philly and the Celtics are going to be going at it. But the Celtics, see, have moves to, wait, to make. an advantage yeah. the Celtics have is chemistry is developing. This is what people forget. Every year they want LeBron to get a new team. It's hard to develop chemistry with a team in a half a season. state is true.
2: Because
3: they've been together forever. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, so now you're taking great players and giving them continuity and chemistry and they know each other. And they have the confidence of being champions already. That's why I think they're almost unbeatable. It's inevitable they're gonna get their third chip in four years. And then we'll see. Cause nothing lasts forever. Does Clay stay? Does Clay go? Do they sign Cousins let Green go? There's a lot going on in the next two to three years. Magic Johnson with the Lakers. Elton Brand with Philly. Cuban over there in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, everybody's setting up. For the next two, three years, when LeBron is kind of coming to an end of his legacy and when Golden State is broken up and they're not as potent, then it's wide open for the Celtics, for the Sixers, for the East is going to return soon. Mm. That's what people are, you know, the East has been down a long time, but the East is back on the rise. The better teams in the league are going to be coming out of the East in the next three, four years. So, Dallas is in a nice spot too with the West weakening. I don't really like Houston going forward. You don't like them go
0: well, you know what? They are they are ah. a little long in the tooth. I mean, because yeah. their yeah. their hit their timeline is like this year, next year, and
3: then there's gonna be a year. fall off. I'll be real with you. It was last year.
0: It was last year. That
3: was it. That was their their best chance. That was it. Because of Chris Paul's age
2: and the fact that other than James Harden, Houston really doesn't have great offensive players.
3: You, well, you know, um, one, I don't, I don't believe that one guy is going to be able to lead you to the promised land playing the type of ball that he plays because it's not like it's anything new. You know, I, I, you have to market, right? During the season.
2: Mm-hmm. So we
3: market. Remember it was Russell Wills, it was Russell Westbrook. And all the triple doubles, They're Marketed marketing, that marketing, marketing. that. he didn't even make the playoffs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then it was. I'm just being honest. Then yeah. it's, you know then no, that was, that
0: was that was some bull. <laughs> I was not. He was not my MVP. That was the the, mm-hmm.
3: the phrase last year. I was about Lebron. He he definitely it was deserved it. A- and he had the great year last year. And then Houston went to that seventh game. And if they could have, and if Paul was healthy, and maybe they pull it out, Harden's legacy would be a lot different. You know, but uh, he he shot, he laid an egg. What they hit three out of twenty something threes. It's just we've seen him break down too much in the most crucial games in the playoffs.
2: Mm-hmm. And then you know
3: the next year comes, he goes on his thirty for thirty run. We get all hype again. But people got, come on, man, gotta keep perspective. The, a playoff player is a playoff player. Correct. Regular season, regular season. The greatest players do it in both. Now, and
2: he, I've I've he heard some things.
0: Real quick about James Harden, as is mm-hmm. the theory is that he's giving, giving too much of the load and in those big spots might be
3: showing some signs of fatigue. Yeah, by the end of the year. That's why you definitely have to get him other players. That's why I don't ever see Houston. You know, there's been a lot of good t- little teams. Portland mm-hmm. used to get a little run. Uh Houston used to give the Lakers a little run back in the day. Philly used to give Celtics a little run. Um, You know, Houston gave Golden State a little run, but they're not in the same league as Golden State. I don't see them ever beating Golden State over seven games. And that was last year. Now you add Boogie Cousins to the mix, another oh all-star, who can do so much, you know, defend the rim, rebound, things the Celtics really didn't have. I mean, the things um Golden State didn't have, things they were relying on Jabell McGee to do. And he did them. Basic as well as he needed to to win a championship. You know? So, yeah, it yeah. is
0: what it is. Yeah, that's – I'm still just disgusted on how easy Boogie just came back and integrated into the offense. There is no issue no, I mean, at all. Like, it's
3: just so buttery all, smooth. Yeah, they're all unselfish, too. Because when you've tasted victory over and over again, mm-hmm. it, it – that's another advantage they have that no one else has. They're unselfish. Yes, they're unselfish. It's like you're giving MVPs to all these guys who play on teams where they have to carry the whole load, and totally ignoring the fact that Kevin Durant can win an MVP in his sleep, bro. Steph Curry already has two of them. Yeah, you know, if, if if Clay played on another team, he may be in contention to really show what he can do you know, and not just have, not get 11, limited to 11, 12 shots a game, you know? So when you have guys that are all capable of doing what, you know, of scoring 30, 30 and 10 straight games, but they're all sharing the ball and it's like tonight is your night. I mean, when Boogie Cousins came to the team, they, they specifically made concessions and made sure that He was comfortable and that he got shots and he got into the flow. They just want to win again. Yes. You know, that's Dynasty three out of four years. Who does that? Nobody. So they want to win again. They want to go down in history. They already have the money. Just go win and then you can go join whatever team you want and not win anymore. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. (laughs) That, that, that is
0: absolutely true, man. And that's, I guess that's like the, the Kyrie version of things. Like you get your chips. You can kind of do what you want after that. Um, uh, yeah. I know I'm going to keep an eye out for them, you know, the next year or two. I want to see if Clay going to stay around. I know he likes his spot, but, right. you know, that, man, Lakers look real tasty for him. I ain't going to lie. I, but that's just me pre- personally speaking. I'm not going to get too much into fan mode, but I would love to see him in LA. Um, let me see. Cool. Uh, Clay. I'll put him next to LeBron. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's let's get a chip. Come on, Clay. Get, get one with your daddy team. You know, do, do him proud. Yeah, I don't, I don't know.
2: know if he's gonna leave. <laughs> you know. I don't know if he's gonna leave. I don't think we'll so stick. either,
0: man. It's it's a pipe dream. You know, I just I like the sound of it. You know. Yeah. Now uh, now you said Tobias was the probably the biggest impact. Uh some people might disagree. Mm-hmm. And they might say Mark Gasol going to Toronto, nah, but you're not so w- old. You say, you say Tobias Harris. On.
3: Yeah, Tobias Harris is young. He hasn't even had his best basketball yet. He's nasty. Like Philly hit the jackpot bringing him in. That's just a, first you know, round picks. That's, you gotta that have that was that gotta a gotta high price. Yeah, nobody cares. You keep talking about picks. Picks don't win you championships. This is true. But, and, and what the hell you care about first round picks if you winning? You only care about first round picks if you suck. Philly, Philly ain't tanking anymore. That those days is over. They are going for it now. The job done. You don't care about picks, when we're not tanking. We care about players who are proven. That 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 pick stuff is for for, more, for um teams that can't <laughs> stop. like mix. I'm being real. Right. Like that, 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 that pick stuff is way overrated. So like you're, you're talking about imaginary things that have not even materialized yet. If you're trying to get Anthony Davis in a trade, yes, you need picks. If you're trying to win championships, you never talk about picks because you have players who are going to participate that you've already acquired, that you've already developed that will help you win the championship. I haven't heard Golden State talk about a first-round pick in in 10 years. Only squad teams talk about picks. So if I I have Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, J.J. Redick as my four starters, already great starting four, I'm good enough to finish third, fourth in the East, win me 50 games right now. As Ben Simmons still develops a jump shot, he's going to go see Magic. This summer for some more for some more work. um, uh, being a big man as a point guard. I got Embiid who's only getting better. Remember, the dude played one and a half full seasons so far in his career. Yeah, Embiid is a beast. I, I will give but, you that. They are stacked you know, with a lot. And you're of- adding another all-star who on his team, he's the number one and number two guy. You're adding him on to you. You come now, now you're now you're talking because you you can you can imagine, you can participate, you can talk about things all day, but in the NBA right now, star power Well, always. You can go back to the Celtics of the damn 40s. Star power wins, man. Mm. It ain't picks that win. I don't know who the hell Zion Williamson is going to be. You think that pick mean anything to anybody other than a team like the Knicks or the, or the Suns or the Bulls, anybody yeah. that – the bottom of the, th- nobody cares about Zion Williams that's trying to go for the gusto right now. Nobody cares about the potential of RJ Barrett unless you're one of those teams. You're trying to A win the chip like right
0: three? now. And, and Philadelphia yeah, is definitely in that, in that, um, in that stratosphere. I, the only thing is I always keep in the back of my mind is just not playing yourself in the future. Um, I mean, the two the I guess like worse, I'm not gonna say worse, but two examples that I always think of when I talk about picks is one the yeah. Clippers trading the pick that became Kyrie Irving, and that's that was more because they were some scrub team. So we're gonna leave that yeah. one. I'm gonna give you kudos on that one. The other one is the pick that turned into Kawhi Leonard, and the Spurs didn't suck. You know they still had Tim Duncan, and you know, somehow because they played the game smart, ended up with Kawhi Leonard.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you get, you get,
3: you get lucky and right. your picks. Phil Jackson was terrible with the Knicks. singers got booed and then he turned out to be a gem of a pick. Those things happen. I don't think they do. So if there's no pattern, it, it, you just got to look at it as an aberration. Ka- Kawhi Leonard was underrated. That's why he was able to get, to get got.
0: True, and he's then, underrated. And then also, you can also trade back into the draft and make things work. So I, I will right. give you that. So they they are that that we already knew they were trying to win the championship, but then now they're officially going for the gusto. We, we they have officially changed over. I guess giving Elton Brand some credit, saying let's it's go right. time. I I, that, I see that they now.
2: Did. Thank
3: job. You, you can only take for so long. The fans of Philly hung with them. They tanked longer than any in plain sight, more disrespectfully and longer than any professional sports franchise in history because they told you they're thinking that's what they were doing. I mean, every year they were getting picks. Philly tanked so bad that they blew the Noel Nerlands pick. They blew the folks' pick. These are number one draft picks, and they still loaded. Yeah, how do you blow two number ones? What was what was Noel a two or a one? Well, I think he was like a two, a, one, a two, and really? Fos was a one. They blew both. Oh, and
0: I Okafor, right? Yeah, and Okafor. That was
2: oh my dang.
3: god. So you talking about what? <laughs> talking about all those picks? CL, them picks don't mean shit, bro.
0: They they if, they don't you, man, but you but see that that's the thing though they had to play a lot of them. They they had a lot of scratch-offs.
3: One of the a couple of them hit. And and they could and they should be better. That's the problem. How you have all these picks? You got Ben, you got Simmons of one. And B the what a, a top three pick. I, I, I'm I am i am not sure I should know the one or two. Top
2: three pick. Then you had Folks. Noel,
3: you have all these top picks.
2: And only Simmons. And then be um, and then panned yeah. out. Imagine it panned out.
0: But see, that, that, <laughs> was, that, that might have been a lack of scouting. I mean, cause you had people telling no. you like, before I had a
3: friend calling your shots.
0: Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that was, cause I, when I saw Okafor, I was like, bro, his, his skill set is outdated. Like, what is he even going to do in the league? I wouldn't have took him oh. early in the draft. In the and then, yeah. um, Folks, I already heard some things about him being shaky coming
3: into the league. and Everybody did. He wasn't no number one. He wasn't. But he didn't can have any honest? Can we be honest? That was a weak draft now. It was. Ball. Folks, that's the weakest draft in the history of the league, bro. One, two. I
0: don't know. I don't know about that. Dude, I, that it's up there. But I don't,
3: I don't it, know. It, you. All right. I pull up the draft right now. I pull up the last 10 years. You do that. Um, I'm a, I'm gonna circle
0: back to that now. Okay. While while we talking about the yeah, now, a couple other transactions. One in particular is Mirtick mm-hmm. going from New Orleans to Milwaukee. I feel like is an underrated yeah. deal. I don't think enough it people is. are talking about that deal because he is dead eye from three. So you telling me? somebody like Giannis who who barely got to throw the ball. I mean, he's, you know, two feet from you even when he's at the rim and you at the three-point line. Like, the dude is he going to get open all the time. I think they are going to benefit in the playoffs.
2: That helps Milwaukee big time. A
0: whole lot more than it will right now. By the time – like, they're going to get their, you know, chemistry together. And by the time the playoffs come, man, y'all better watch out for Milwaukee. I – I don't know if they're going to make the championship, but it's really a toss up because there's no LeBron in the, in the East.
3: Yeah. I don't think they they could beat, the uh, Boston. No, I don't think so either. No way. No way. And the problem is again, style of play. Giannis is going to always going to get exposed. Come play time. No jump shot. At- he can't shoot. And, and that's just. How it is. Listen, Shaq said he don't need a jump shot.
0: (laughs) Shaq said go dominate.
3: (laughs) Nah, he gonna, he gonna get his number. Always does. He play a certain type of game that can't even be that type of game anymore. So he he dominant. He gonna get his two, 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 twos all day. But you're not gonna be able to outlast a team like the Celtics where Brown can shoot the three. Tayden can shoot the three. Kyrie can shoot the three. You got
0: Horford can shoot the three.
3: Uh, it's too much talent. And, and the scary part is, oh Hayward can shoot the three. And the scary part is these guys haven't begun to play together yet because they're gelling still. And like I say, tem- chemistry take time. Ky- yeah. uh, Kyrie and Hayward Hayward didn't even play last year. He's yeah. still trying to figure out. You know, it was only five spots on the floor. He's still trying to figure out what's going on. Um, Kyrie, he played most of the season then when it came to an important time in the playoffs, he fell mm-hmm. off and they developed a whole new team chemistry with the young boys in there. So I I knew the Celtics would have a problem this year because there's no way you're gonna let Tatum and Brown Totally take over in the playoffs, prove that they are not bench players. Right. That they be potential all-stars, then bring in Haywood and, Ky- and-, and Kyrie, a ball dominant Kyrie. That's not what the Celtics was successful last year. They were successful in the playoffs, sharing the ball and counting on three different people to be the man, not just one.
2: Yeah. yeah. This
3: Kyrie coming back has destroyed Tatum, Tatum, yo. He was, he, he, he was on his way. He was on his wing, bro. You, and now, you, yeah. he definitely needs to step back because he don't know what to do. He's unsure. He's not confident. Nah, and, and Kyrie, Kyrie is kind of an asshole on top of that.
2: So,
0: <laughs> Why you say that, man? Is it, is it, is it the earth? He's an asshole,
3: as a Kobe, as, okay. a LeBron, I got you. as a Jordan. They're all assholes when you, when you don't. They're just all assholes, bro. They're not to pat you on the back Kind of players, they a the kick you in the ass. Kind of players. I, okay, so, I feel you on that. You, you know, know what I mean? This is, but that's
0: new territory for Kyrie. He just exposed himself. He said, "I had never been no leader before, but I had to call LeBron right. and figure it out." He so did.
3: <clears throat> he did. He said, "I'm a number two, and I admit it." Yeah, that that's. But the, you gotta learn. He right. learned. That
0: that no. that well that, that that was very grown in him. I I gave him some respect for that because at first I felt like Kyrie was on some bullshit before. I was like, well, at least you got you got some type of self awareness. That that I felt better about it. The but what you just said is so true about Kyrie destroying Tatum's development because Tatum slick probably the best player or at least the most talented on the team. And yeah. it's almost like he don't know. So I would like to see him get more burned, especially at point guard. But, you know, Kyrie is very ball dominant and he's not the facilitator that some other ball dominant guards would be. So right. it's, it's tough. They got too much talent. And at some point they're going to need to do a two for one deal. They need to go ahead and get a superstar. I mean, I know the Anthony Davis thing has been floating out there for the longest, but that's not going to happen unless it's July 1st. And I'm not sure exactly who else they could go get, but they're going to have to do something because like you said, there's only five spots on the floor in between Tatum, Brown, Kyrie, Horford, Hayward, you know, Morris. I mean, yeah. just it's too many.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um... when it's too many, the chemistry
3: is off. You don't need too many. No. 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 Unless you year, Golden State and you got championships in the bag. And um, you're just trying to win championships because you know you have the advantage anyway. Celtics still trying to work it out. And that's the problem. They haven't figured it out yet. And I know that in the playoffs, Kyrie Irving is going to try to be the guy that takes the shot. Does this? Does that? I don't think it's gonna work. He too concerned with being that guy for it to work.
0: Yeah. Too. Concerned. You you absolutely right on that. And I'm. I guess you are just gonna have to trust Brad Stevens. That yeah. If anybody could reel him in, it would be Brad Stevens because he has they shown know. that he is one of the best coaches in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, over and over again. I mean, I said what? What? Remember, he never won shit. I know. I give him that. He hasn't won okay. the championship yet, but I I, I see. It. Like I see why he got the job. You know, when I'm when I'm yeah, sitting yeah, there, he's,
3: he's a very good. He's solid. he's solid, but 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 let's be real. He's done a poor job with the team this year. Not coaching. Not coaching. But managing. More to coaching than X's and O's, bro. You
0: this, know, this is true. There's a lot more. Uh person person has
3: sixty win talent. Okay? They should not be fourth, fifth in in the in the conference, bro. Come on. But I, I think it, it
0: it goes right back to what we were talking about before, which is just having too many guys and just trying to yeah. figure it out. And I mean it. Like I said, I trust him to figure it out. If he's just running out different lineups, trying to see what works and what doesn't, and just using the whole regular season like a test tube, I'm fine with that because I wouldn't know what to do either. Like I get on 2K, I don't even know who to put in the
3: game sometimes. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> so, that's <laughs> you know what I'm saying.
3: So think of, and then you're not, it's not, but, but the thing is when you go on 2K, you don't have to worry about personalities, bro. This is correct saying you're not worried about the personalities and managing that and managing time you just putting the best players in the game
2: no.
3: he has to worry about people getting sensitive then the egos of your max players this and that you know oh, Hayward like he's just totally disappeared you yeah I,
0: that i didn't see that coming i thought he would have made some type of you know, splash or impact, you know, whether it been, <clears throat> you know, him gradually coming off the bench, being like the second team, uh, leader type guy, you know, where he's coming out and getting them a good 15 to 20 points. That's kind of where I saw it at the beginning, but it, it doesn't seem to have any sort of consistency, uh, that the Celtics can depend on. So I'm, I'm at a little loss when it comes to Gordon Hayward. I'm. This is going to be a very interesting summer for them. I'm very closely watching everything that leaks out, considering Boston and what's it and what side it's probably leaking from, because everything from New York's uh, ambitions to acquire Kyrie Irving to the you know the Anthony Davis trade, like there are so many possibilities for that team after this summer. So if they make it to the championship somehow, some way, you know, I'm, I, I'll be very intrigued to see what Danny Ainge and uh, President Stevens decides to do with that squad, man. All right, all right, man. Let me see. But well, I think that's about does it for NBA. I, I, I haven't talked that much NBA in a while. You got me a little, got my juices going. <laughs> good. I might have to go call some of my NBA guys up and get in some nitty-gritty stuff, man. Uh, For real. I know I have held you long enough, man. Is there anything you would like to promote, pump, before I let you go?
3: Well, nah, I'm good. Not right now. Um, You know, the next time I come on, I'll promote some, some more stuff. Just check us out at theshadowleague.com, dot TheShadowLeague.com. I'm JR Gamble. Um, check me out also on Instagram, The Gambler24, The Gambler24. On Facebook at, I mean on um and um Twitter at fanalyst one at Fanalist1. That's it, man. Check me out. Read my stuff. Um, check out my videos. I post videos too on um Instagram constantly about different issues and sports and entertainment and pop culture. And Just check me out and, and continue to support
0: The Rundown Show, right? Yes, sir. Got to know that, man. And I do appreciate you coming on once again. Like I said, check out JR at all of those platforms. Y'all can follow the show at TheRundownSouth.com. Not at TheRundownSouth, but at TheRundown.com. On Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at TheRundownSouth. Got to know that. I appreciate y'all listening. And uh we out here. Peace. Yeah, peace,
2: man.